And now, right to your host of Down the Garden Path, Joanne Shaw. Hello. And welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining me here tonight on Down the Garden Path. My co-host, Matthew Dressing, unfortunately, is not feeling well tonight. So I am going to go solo. And I'm really excited. This is the last Monday in, May, in April. Oh, I jumped to May there. April. And we are wrapping up Critter Month. <laughs> yes. This evening on Down the Car- Garden Path, Down the Garden Path, we are talking about chickens, the ultimate critter, I think, right? Um, so we would all love to have one of those in our backyards, right, Gary? So joining us tonight to talk about these little critter- critters are Homestead Phil, and he is a co-founder of Rent the Chicken with his wife, lovely Jen Tompkins. So welcome to the show, Phil. Hey, I am excited to be here. Oh, ah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, well, we are glad you're, you are here. Have a question. So if our listeners have a question, I know we've talked about chickens, but way in the past when we first started this podcast, um, you have a question about raising backyard chickens, please send them to us here at instudio101 at gmail.com, and we will ask Phil. So let me tell you a little bit about you, your little bio here. So Homestead, Jen, and Phil are the co-founders of Rent the Chicken. It started as a way to earn supplemental income and is now full-time employment for both, stretching across the United States and Canada, which our listeners are going to be happy about. They feel blessed to be connected with many hardworking individuals that make Rent the Chicken successful. On their homestead, they raise chickens, meat rabbits, and ducks. Seeing the smiles on their renters' faces is what they look forward to when making deliveries for Rent the Chicken and Hatch the Chicken. Welcome. So I'm so excited to learn more about your enterprising idea. Oh, you bet. It is. It's been amazing. Um, In fact, next year, we will be celebrating our 10th year in business so So um, this is year nine and we are just growing our our wings are are always stretching out uh we're hatching new ideas oh oh, he um, can keep going oh my i can can. i'll save some though okay Uh, okay yes yes we we've definitely grown excellent so how did you come up with the idea right well just like everybody who is laying in bed late at at Mm -hmm. night what are you doing Mm-hmm. You're looking at your phone. We're not supposed to be, but we yeah, do it yeah. anyway. So here I am, I'm scrolling and I Google crazy business ideas. And here in the United States, there's an organization called the Small Business Administration, called the SBA for short. Okay. And on the SBA.gov website, they talked about the craziest business ideas around. And one of them was renting chickens. A lady in Alabama was doing it. And I leaned over to my wife, Homestead Jen. She wasn't Homestead Jen at the time. I said, hey, Jen, what do you think about renting chickens? Now, I already had a job, but her job was coming to an end. It was expected. And she said, well, we've got some chickens. I know how to use some power tools. Why not? The next day, I gave the lady a call in Alabama. I said, tell me what's happening. And here we are nine years later. Wow. That is incredible. Well, Jen was, and so she just jumped right on board. She did that first year. Um, 2013 was a soft opening for us. So we, Mm. we gave out a couple coops just to find out if our idea would even work. 
right? Because mm-hmm. as a small business owner, as an entrepreneur, you need to sell a product that's actually going to be purchased by somebody. Mm-hmm. So we went through that process in 2014. Homestead Gen built 54 coops in our front yard. I was still working at the time. I helped out when I could, but she probably did like 80% of the work doing that. So that year really told us that not only did people want chickens, but where I'm located here in Western Pennsylvania, just outside of Pittsburgh, we were delivering all over. We were driving to New Jersey. We were driving to West Virginia and At that point, we realized we needed to partner with some people. Okay. So now we've partnered with farmers in Canada, the United States. So uh, British Columbia, Alberta, Ontario, Tennessee, Texas, New York, Connecticut, New Jersey, all over the place, Ohio. You can go to our website, rentthechicken.com, rentthechicken.ca, and you're going to find farmers all over the place. And if any of you listeners have chickens and you want some extra income, just go to our website. There's a spot on the right-hand side there. Say that you're interested in becoming an affiliate, and I would love to talk to you. Wow. Well, that is great. So tell us a little bit how the affiliate program works. Yeah, so with the affiliate program, once you come on board, we take care of the website, we take care of the social media, we also take care of all the incoming phone calls for sales and support. Most of our farmers have day jobs. So what we do is we allow them to add a supplemental revenue stream to -hmm. their family income. And some of our farmers have even gotten to the point where they don't have a day job anymore. They participate with rent the chicken as well as hatch the chicken. But that's the basics of of what happens there. And uh, there is a monthly service fee that that we do. It's like a subscription service. And um, we also provide business coaching. And we want to make sure that your business is successful. Okay. So are people renting them on short term? Like, are there different terms? Like I know in in Canada, seasonally. So I was telling you before the show that a a friend of mine on one of our designer chats mentioned that she had, you know, she lives in Toronto and she decided that she wanted to rent chickens. And we were all on the call going, you were what? (laughs) And, (laughs) And so she kind of generally explained it because of the seasonality here, right? Because one of the, mo- and I have another contractor, I'm a landscape designer, and one of my contractors has chickens. And it's the winter, right? That is a challenge here. They stop laying and, and uh, usually because of the light and, and things like that. So is that a, that's one of a, a benefit, right? That do they give the chickens back? Most people jump into renting chickens because they've wanted to have chickens, but they mm-hmm. don't know where to start. And that's where the excitement happens. Uh, so for our renters, it's generally five or six months that you rent chickens. So we bring either two or four egg laying hens. Okay. We bring a chicken coop. We bring all the feed that you need for the season and we provide you full support. So you try it out for that five to six months in Canada. Typically we're five months, same with Vermont, New York, uh, mm-hmm. the Northern States, uh, down in Texas, uh, we're at six months, um, Georgia, Arizona, for instance, During that time, you just get to find out if having chickens 
is right for you and your family. Okay. This also keeps a lot of chickens out of, you know, animal facilities. Um, mm-hmm. When, when you drop off, when somebody drops off a dog or a cat at, at the animal shelter, those animal shelters know what to do. When somebody right. drops off a chicken, those shelters don't know what to do. They don't have the facility for managing that. So our business actually has reduced um, animals ending up in the shelter because if somebody doesn't like having chickens, mm-hmm. and I don't know why, mm-hmm. I love the omelets. I love, in fact, my favorite thing to make with the eggs is our cookies, right? That's, uh, <laughs> yeah. so um, we provide this, this just amazing service uh, for people to try out having backyard hens without the long-term commitment. Excellent. Yes, I think with, with that. And now, do you help them with the regulations? I know there's, you know, your website's very good as to like which locations and stuff, but not all, like even within Ontario, all of our different municipalities have rules. Yes. In fact, Toronto is very tough because there's different wards that allow uh, chickens and the wards changed a few years ago, but Mm -hmm. the law was still with the old ward boundaries. And so what we do is we tell the customer that um, we don't necessarily know every law because we can't, you can literally cross the street and have completely different chicken laws. Now we will help you locate what the current law is or the bylaw uh, to figure out if chickens are allowed there. Some areas, obviously we know because we, we do a lot of business in those areas, uh, but we, we're not really responsible because sometimes it's just really hard to know if chickens are allowed. And even if you read the law, you're like, it sounds like I'm allowed chickens, but I'm not sure. But here's what I can tell you. If your neighbors are good with it, you talk to your neighbors, if they're good with it, yeah. Then get the chickens because there's not going to, there's no chicken police. I've never yeah. met a chicken police officer. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely complaint based, right? So as long as you get along with your neighbors and there's no rooster involved. So that's no. one big bonus because I just am finishing up a, a landscape installation and the homeowners built this house, like, you know, knocked down the old house, built a new house. And in the visiting as the house was being built, there's a rooster next door. Uh, so so uh anyway so that has become an issue and so now the rooster is gone but they still have chickens but apparently in that neighborhood they're not allowed to have chickens but i'm like but that's okay you know me i'm like but that's okay as long as the rooster's gone right but yeah i mean i i think that's an important thing if you are in a good community and you have the room for it obviously um that and you have to give then you give your neighbor some eggs right 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 if <laughs> If you know that your community does not allow chickens, you can go to law.renthechicken.com. Okay. And on that website, you fill out the form. You're going to get some some emails from us. And then we're here to help you if we can to get your law changed as well. So that's another resource for your listeners. Um, And chickens are great, right? I know uh, a few weeks ago, you had uh, David on talking about organic pest control and and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Well, a single chicken can eat up to 80 ticks in an hour. An hour? An hour, yes. Oh, my goodness. So they they really are good for you and your neighbors. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And how old are they when they come to us if I was to rent a chicken yeah the chickens are generally just coming into egg production 
Okay. So they're between like five and seven months old, uh, depending on the breed. Some breeds take a little bit longer before they lay their first egg. So yeah, they're very young. If you decide at the end of the rental that you want to adopt, then you can adopt them and you have them for their whole egg laying life. Now there is one exception to the uh, age range. Okay. And that is when we deliver our hatching program where you can hatch chickens at your home, your school, your daycare, senior care facility. Uh, people do this for STEM education, for homeschooling uh, education. We bring an incubator with seven eggs. It takes three weeks for those eggs to hatch, generally between four and six eggs hatch. Then after they hatch, you move them to the cage we provide. We provide the cage, the food dish, water dish, feed, bedding, heat source, everything that you need. And then you get to keep those baby chicks for two weeks. Okay. Right around the time that they start to smell and they become <laughs> work for you and the kids are less interested. We take everything back to the farm. Wow. And that program runs in the in U.S. and Canada as well. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. In fact, in Ontario right now for our rent the chicken program, we might be sold out. Uh, Homestead Birdie said, hey, don't take any orders right now because I don't know if I have enough chickens. Give me a few days to, to do some counting. Um, okay. And then she also does hatching up there. And she probably only has a few dates left in like September for hatching. Uh, here in the U.S., in New Jersey and Pennsylvania right now, we still have some availability. But like even if you call me up here for Pennsylvania, um, sometimes I'm three months booked out. And, wow. and I'm running 25 incubators every five weeks. That is incredible. That is incredible. So it looks like we have some listener questions for you. Oh, right, Gary? We, yeah, we do. I just forward you a ton of emails. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and oh and are you going to read those? No, you go ahead. Okay. Give me a second to pull them back up. Hold on. Sure. Yeah. Well, I know the answer to this one. I'll read the first one. Rent the chicken. Are you serious? Wow. This is, um, do fresh eggs have to be refrigerated? So I know this because I do buy the eggs from um, my, hopefully it's the right way to do it from my landscaper who provides, who is chickens and provides me eggs. As long as they, like, they're okay out in the um, regular temperature until you do put them in the fridge and then they have to stay in the fridge. Is that the best way to explain it? Yeah, well, as soon as they've been washed, they okay. definitely need to go into the refrigerator. Okay. If they haven't been washed, you stick them in the fridge. It's best that you keep them in the fridge. Absolutely. Okay. But an egg that is fresh from a hen that has not been washed, depending on the temperature and humidity, will typically stay fresh for like three to four weeks, maybe okay. even six weeks. Uh, again, depending on the time of year. An egg will definitely stay fresher longer in the fridge, whether the fridge. it's um, washed or unwashed. Okay. But I leave my eggs on the counter. Um, you know, it's yeah. two, three, four, five weeks. I do a float test, right? You stick the egg in some water. If it sinks, it's good. If it floats, float it out of your house. Okay. <laughs> that is good to know. That is good to know. Well, oh. are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Let's see here. Let me start off because they're all out of uh, whack here. Uh, sending them. Uh, it says, 
Uh, this is from Monica, and she says, adopt a chicken? Really? Funny. So funny. How many eggs per chicken? I love omelets. Oh, Monica. Yes, you can adopt the chickens. When chickens are younger, they will lay between uh, five and six eggs a week. I like to say they're working ladies. They work for six days, and they take the seventh day off. Okay. Um, as they get older, when they're like three to four years old, they start to slow down on their egg production. And at some point, um, a, a chicken will stop laying eggs. And at that point, I say that they have reached menopause. Ah, thank you. Okay. He'll be here all week. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, that's funny. And Florence wrote in and she says, hi, hey, Joanne, what do you call a bird that's afraid to fly? Chicken. And the answer is a chicken. Chicken, yes. Oh, oh, Phil, you got a partner here, buddy. Oh, boy. Oh, you're cracking me up. All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Joe writes in. Joe writes in. He says, Joanne, people say that chickens are filthy and draw rodents to the neighborhood. Is that true? Ah, good question. I would think that could be some people's concern. Phil, what do you think? Or what do yeah, you know? So, so rodents you know, that's, that's a, a very important subject because what is actually attracting the rodents, right? It's a food source. Mm -hmm. That's what's bringing them in. Rodents will eat, you know, rats, they'll, they'll go to your garden. They'll eat out of your garden, right? If you don't put a trash can, a, a lid on your trash can or your green bin, they will go in there and they'll eat out of that. We practice portion feeding for our chickens, and what that means is I only put in as much food as I know those chickens will finish in a day so that at nighttime, there's no extra food laying around. That reduces the risk of the chickens actually bringing the rodents onto your property. So if someone has rats and they're portion feeding, it's unlikely that the chicken feed is causing the rats mm. to be attracted. There's something else. And, you know, rats really are a big issue. I mean, uh, a pregnant rat can give birth and through generations of those rats that they're not dealt with, there could be a thousand rats after 12 months. Mm. So it's definitely something that as a homeowner, uh, anybody, right? Yeah. Live in your neighborhood. You don't want this pest there. Mm -hmm. Right. So be looking at not only what's going on with your chickens, but what else is going on on the property and the properties surrounding you. Mm -hmm. Rats typically live within um, about 100 yards, 80 meters of of a food source. OK. OK. Yeah. And, and because it is the food, it's something that can be managed. Right. That, like you said, by responsibly feeding them properly and, and keeping things locked up when they're yes. not right. And, and that's something to do. So, yeah, I mean, many of us, um, it's a popular co question on, on our show about even vegetable gardens, you know, mice and rodents and, and things like that. So, uh, so yeah, so no, thank you for the question. And I'm, and I think that was a great answer and portion who knew that doing something like that, um, you know, because they're also, are they free kind of in the coop? They can, you can let them out to like eat, eat bugs. And like you said, the ticks and mosquitoes. 
Absolutely. So the coops that we provide are chicken tractors. They have wheels. Um, you roll them and we roll them into your yard every day. You move the coop a couple feet that gives the chickens access to fresh bugs, grubs, and grass gives them the feeling of free ranging, but free ranging, but with the protection of the coop. So the chickens themselves, they're fenced in. There's an area where they walk around. There's an area on the second level where they sleep that's enclosed. And there's an area on the second level where they lay their eggs that's enclosed. Uh, so, and there's also wire on the bottom, there's wire on the side. So predator can't dig up underneath in the middle of the night and have chicken oh. dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so that's, that's how we do our program here. Okay. Yeah. And that's a good point to mention that not only um, you can prevent the rodents, but now we're not, you know, bringing in coyotes and foxes and things like that either. Right. Right. A very, very responsible program. Thank you. I guess you had to think about all of those contingencies, right? And we've been doing this for so many years. We've just learned and mm. we made mistakes early on and we've learned from those mistakes. So we're really at the point now where we're, we rarely lose any birds to predators, right? Because you only get one dinner from a chicken. You get breakfast every morning. Mm-hmm. I love breakfast along with my cookies. Um, so yeah, you bet. Any other questions out there? There are. Um, yeah. Erica's asking, she says, I uh, just jumped in on you, Gary here. She uh, has a cousin who lives in the GTA and she was wondering about keeping chickens. Is it legal? So we did talk a little bit about that, that there's so many really um, specific, depending on where you are in the GTA. Um, so that's something that you could help with. Yes, absolutely. And there is a pro, a pilot program in Toronto called Urban Hens TO. Um, and, and if you do a search for Urban Hens TO pilot program and Google and whatnot, you will find uh, what that pilot program is. Now we've okay. delivered all through the GTA um, in Toronto. So even a pair areas where chickens are not allowed, and since since we've been in the GTA since 2015, there's only been two customers that we've ever had to pick up early because a bylaw officer came. And in both cases, the neighbor reported the issue. And, and I think that it was like, you know, their grass was too tall, your, your door is the wrong color, your, you know, whatever. Yeah. Oh, and they have chickens. Yeah. Right? So, um, Unfortunately, you know, some neighbors are like that. Yes, for sure. For sure. So, but if you have a good neighbors, yeah. it, it does tend to be a, like a complaint based thing. Just same way right. like fire pits and things like that. Right. And if like, you're a you, good neighbor, right. You yeah. also need to be the good neighbor. That's right. That is right. Um, okay. This one, <laughs> we've got everybody's punny. See, you started with the puns Uh-oh. and now our listeners are continuing. Uh, this is crazy. I love it. Do you actually rent the chickens? What happens if the chickens die? Does the rentee uh, get sued? <laughs> <laughs> that seems a little extreme, William. Uh, <laughs> but You know, when a chicken dies that you've been renting, those chickens really do become part of the family and there are more tears than dollar bills. Hmm. If a chicken dies in the coop due to no fault of your own, we are going to replace that bird. Okay. If the chicken dies because you let it out of the coop and you're not supervising them 
and you go to the grocery store and you come back and there's a pile of feathers. Um, it's depending on where you live, it's between 25 and $35 to replace the chicken, Okay. Uh, which doesn't sound like a lot. Um, and it's, it's, it's not, but that's, that's just the going rate for, for hens. Right yes. Now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you have a plan for that too. And hopefully that doesn't happen very often. It, it, every year there's, you know, we, we rent out hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of coops. Uh, every year there's a few that, that pass away, unfortunately. Okay. Um, Oh, so this is, well, I think this is an interesting question. So I don't think it's about the saving money on eggs, but Roy is asking, is it worth the money, money-wise, to rent a chicken or to just go to the store and buy a dozen eggs? Which, I mean, Roy, you can say the same thing about all the work it goes into, you know, growing a tomato plant when you can just go and buy the tomato, right? But uh, it's not just for that. Yeah, I agree. It's, the eggs also taste different. Uh, store-bought eggs and fresh eggs they there is just a different taste um, when you start raising chickens in your backyard or on pasture they've got a third less cholesterol they've got more good omega fatty threes they've got more vitamin e more uh, other good vitamins minerals it's it's just a healthier egg for you to eat because the chicken is not in a production environment, right? Mm -hmm. They are in a more natural environment, low stress, high quality feed. So yes, if you're looking just at price, continue to buy your eggs at the store. However, if you were to raise chickens on your own, you're probably going to get a, you know, anywhere from a thousand to maybe 1500 US dollars into, um, the, the chicken ownership before you actually get your first egg. So I like to tell people, they're like, but I can go to the farm store and the, the little baby peep is only like $4 and 50 cents. I'm like, you're right. And you're going to spend about 30 to $35 feeding that chicken and cleaning up all that chicken poo mm -hmm. before you get your first egg. And that's if it doesn't crow. Because the people that sex chickens, oh man, they're as good as a meteorologist. Oh <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, you're only going to get a foot of snow and you get like 10 feet. And you're like, what are you talking about? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So then you, you've kind of cleared all of those, you know, you're not giving anybody a rooster. <laughs> right. All right. Gary, do you have another one for me? Uh, let me see. Do I? Uh, let me just pull up again here and see what we have. And you read, let's see, we have, did you read George? <laughs> George came in here. No. Uh, George's question is about egg color. And he says, hi to Joanne and Phil. A fantastic show tonight. So interesting. Why are some eggs white and some brown? And that's from George. Well, George, different chickens lay different color of eggs. And there's not only white and brown ones, but there's also green, blue, bluish green, teal. There's also a copper color egg. It, it's eggs. Uh, the inside of the egg is the same. When you crack it open, it's the same. So I reference like people, right? There's different colors of people. We've got black, white, Asian, you know, all, all these different 
colors of people, but on the inside, you know, we're, we're, we're all, you know, we bleed red, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the, the chicken egg is the same way you crack it open. There's going to be a yolk. There's going to be the albumin, which is the white part of the egg. And uh, the, it's just based on the breed. Now, there is a trick. And if you look at the ears of a chicken, and they're kind of hard to look at. Okay. In general, the color of the earlobe is the going to be the color of the egg laid. Really? So oh. next time you see some chickens, walk up and check. <laughs> look at their ears. You know, Phil, like, I, I feel like I'm back in university again. I can't take this knowledge. <laughs> this, is, this is incredible, the stuff that you're telling us. It's unbelievable. Goodness. So, who is the your typical customer? Like, are we talking, you know, people that have a bit more property, or I mean, in the GTA, that's an exception. But you know, even across within, even within the United States, is there, you know, your target market or your ideal client? When we started our business, I told my wife Homestead Jen, I said, you know. Only rich hippies from Google are going to be ordering these chickens from us. <laughs> and I was so wrong because we've delivered to empty nesters. We've delivered to with and without kids. Uh, we've delivered to some people. Uh, there's this one lady. She wanted chickens because her son was autistic. And she wanted to give him the ability to experience something new and see how it would affect his um, j- just his general attitude about everything being autistic. And when my wife, when she rolled that coop into the, the backyard, um, he was just very, you know, he was there. Nothing was really exciting him. Uh, mm-hmm. Very autistic type um, that you would expect. And Homestead Jen noticed one of the hens jumped up into the nesting box, started singing the egg song. Now, I call it an egg song because when a chicken gets ready to lay an egg, she sings a little song. Okay. Um, (laughs) I think I would sing a song, too, if I was laying an egg. But anyway, uh, she noticed the chicken was was singing that egg song and then saw the chicken come out. And she said, hey, buddy, take a look inside that nesting box again. Let's just see if there's any eggs. So, you know, working his fine motor skills to open up that nesting box, to remove the little clips. And he looked and he grabbed the egg. And he showed the right expressions Mm. for having that egg. And later on, uh, his mom reached out and said, you know, the scoutmaster called me up and said, do you guys have chickens? This is the most he has ever talked. So it was, and and we've had seniors that are like that as well, Mm -hmm. um, that it gives them something to do in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, people with PTSD, we've uh, partnered with uh, a TV program called Coop Dreams, and they have a Coops for Troops program where we bring chickens and and uh, coops to veterans uh, who are disabled or suffer from PTSD or their families um, just need something extra. And we received after we delivered some some chickens to one of these uh, the families, my wife got an email. She called, said, "Hey, how are things going?" And the lady basically said, these chickens have, have saved our marriage. And I'm not even sure if my husband would be here if these chickens weren't here. So um, it, it's, it's such a wide variety. 
95% of our customers live in the city. Uh, they are people that, um, that maybe it's been two or three generations since there have been chickens in their family. Mm -hmm. So we are really making a difference one chicken at a time with what we're doing here. Wonderful. It's incredible because it's, I mean, we all know how um, important pets are to people's lives, right? Cats and dogs and birds. You know, we were a bird family for um, much of my son's life. He was attached for 17 years to a, you know, a conure. Um, And uh, so I know, and, but chickens are like, it's, it's just almost multifaceted, right? Because it's a food source. It's a, it's a job, it's a responsibility, but they also um, become pets, right? Yes, absolutely. And, and the same reason when, when, when a chicken passes away, I always say, you know, there's more tears than dollars because that chicken really has impacted that family, whether it's, they keep them for a week or six months, because remember you can chicken out at any time, right? You have the chickens and you've only got them for five weeks. If if you're done, you're done. We pick them up. It's the same price either way uh, for us. Um, because we do the same amount of work, but people really do, they fall in love with their chickens. Wonderful. And that is a wonderful way for people who are afraid of maybe the commitment, um, but they can, you know, put their foot in the water kind of thing or in the chicken. I don't know. I, I'm not as good at the puns as you are, but, you know, and they can try it out and that with, with very little commitment and you, my goodness, you can't really do that with dogs and cats, right? So, or you shouldn't be. So that is great to know that they could get, they get all the support from you as well, that they're not just out on their own. I think right. that's a really big key to make sure our listeners understand that, there is, I was like tech support, right? Yes, chicken support. There is. We are the most high tech chicken rental company out there. Oh um, we will video chat with you if you need to, if you need a zoom or FaceTime or Skype, we are, we are here. I'm waiting for the movie. I'm just waiting to like go in a theater and, and you're going to hear in a world with the chickens, Phil and his wife take care of everything you need. You, you know, so I'm, that's what I'm waiting for. That's right. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and so then you were, so all the original, well, no, you said farmers in different areas of the world, right? Or U.S. and Canada. So that's that's the affiliate program, right? Is through the, the farmers. Right. The, the individual homesteader is the one that delivers the chickens. Okay. Uh, but we provide all the support here in uh, just outside of Pittsburgh. And we've got a toll-free number. We've got a, a GTA number, um, a U.S. number. So there's there's all kinds of ways. You can even text us your questions. We've had right. people send pictures, especially when it comes time to hatching, right? People that have never hatched chickens before, they're successful with our program. And on hatch day, a lot of them get nervous, right? Because it's like an expecting mother. You're right. ready to, to see these chicks. You've been candling these eggs, which means you've taken the special flashlight we provide. You shine it up to the egg. You can see the baby chicks moving and growing and developing. It's almost like an ultrasound, right? Oh, so God. you've been watching these chickens for three weeks and now hatch time happens and people get nervous and they reach out to us. We help them out um, and we just try to make it easy. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So everything, like even if you, you provide the candling flashlight, you yes. thought of everything. Oh my goodness. So, so in, in order to grow, like, did you have, you know, from your idea, it sounds like you in 10 years, you've really grown 
Um, did you have some growing pains or some things you had to kind of sort out? <laughs> there are always growing pains. And <laughs> uh, every business has growing mm-hmm. pains. Every business has success. Um, you know, a lot of companies through the pandemic were really hurt mm-hmm. financially. Um, we're blessed that we were not one of those companies mm-hmm. because when the pandemic happened, people that weren't going on vacation were renting chickens mm-hmm. because they knew they weren't going anywhere. Yeah. And chickens even brought the community together. We talked to a lady in Toronto and on our Facebook page at Rent the Chicken, um, we do a fun with Rent the Chicken series where you can you know, see us and talk to us. And, and about three months ago, we interviewed one of our former renters. And she said that people were walking up past her house, stopping and just watching the chickens because it calmed them. Right. So she ended up putting a bench in her yard so people could sit on the bench in her yard and watch her chickens during the pandemic. So our, our businesses just continue to grow. Excellent. And have, has there been a case where I almost feel like my neighbor, cause I have amazing neighbors. So I'm thinking like we almost could have like, like a, a neighborhood chickens or something. <laughs> You know, like where there's a few people that kind of share them or something like that. Yeah, I I delivered this one family. I think this was our third or fourth year that we've delivered to them. I drop off at one house and at the end of the season, I pick up at the other house. So they do share their four chickens. Now, um, you know, two chickens give you about a dozen eggs a week. Four chickens, about two dozen eggs a week. So you really need to know how many how many eggs you need mm-hmm. for the family. If you've got a big family, you probably just need to do it yourself. But yes, right. there are definitely some families that have community chickens. Very cool. Very cool. And so get returning the chickens. So what you, you were picking them up or people are driving to return them. Right. We drive, we pick up the coop, we pick everything up. If it's not for you, or if it's just the end of the season, we even winter birds for you. So you get through your first season. You're like, you know what? I think I want to do this, but I'm not really sure um, if I want to deal with the winter. Right. right? Like you said, the winter can be a, can be a thing, right? Mm -hmm. So we bring them to our property. We watch them. We, we put leg bands on them so that we can identify them for you. They have numbers and then in the spring, we bring you the coop, we bring you your hens, we bring everything back. So you still have Laverne and Shirley on an <laughs> Elsa, whatever you decided to name your chickens. Right. Uh, we had somebody name their, their chickens, Patrick and Henry once. I, I don't know, but yeah. um, that's what they named them. And so we bring them back and then you get your chickens again in the spring. Wonderful. That is, and oh, that is really neat that, that some get attached to their chickens and then they, they want them back again. Um, I think the pandemic has definitely, do you feel like you were saying how it, it was a good business time, right? I think food, there are people paid attention to food. They wanted to grow their own food. They wanted to, um, I know as a landscape designer, when I started designing gardens, people were taking out fruit trees to put in a garden and now, and then since the pandemic, you know, they want to put in vegetable gardens and want to put in fruit trees and people are want to know, I think there's something about that, about 
being a, a bit more in control of your food and wanting to know where it comes from. And I think that's probably the same with chickens. In March of 2020, there were a few customers that called us that were worried about food security. Food security, yeah. And I think a lot of us were wondering those questions. And, mm-hmm. and even now, sometimes we wonder with the supply chain, you know, when you walk into the local supermarket and you see an empty shelf that should have something in it, mm-hmm. you know, like, why is this shelf empty? Uh, we still have some food security questions and, and maybe in, insecurities of, of whether or not uh, the food is going to be there. So we've definitely had some customers that wanted chickens just to make sure that they had eggs. I had uh, a family in Virginia call uh, in either March or April of 2020, and we were sold out. And I, I said, we just, we, the only thing we can do is we've got six chickens and she's like, okay, I will get a coop and then I will rent the chickens from you. So she rented the chickens from us and she called us because she went to the store that day and there were no eggs Hmm. and her family likes to eat eggs. Mm -hmm. So we provided a solution for her to continue to get eggs and she ended up adopting the, the, the chickens. So if there are people out there that already have their own coop, you send us a picture of your coop. We make sure that it's going to be secure. We will rent just the chickens and the feed. We'll provide the chickens, the feed, and the support because not everybody has a chicken friend. People, yeah. everybody knows somebody that has a dog. Not everybody knows somebody that has a chicken. Yes, very true. Very true. Are there any other concerns? I mean, in the sense of, again, you said there it's a chicken tractor, so it needs space to obviously move around. Um do you need to be careful? I would think with, you know, what you put on your lawn or what you spray. I mean, in Ontario, we're lucky. We're very limited in what we can spray on our lawns and things like that. But um, are there any other environmental things that you should consider? When we arrive with your chickens, mm-hmm. you know, you can, you, we'll look at your yard. Okay. We'll, we'll let you know in general for spraying stuff, uh, you know, you have natural fertilizer coming from these chickens, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Every day you move the coop, they're going to leave some droppings. Those droppings are going to be absorbed by your grass. The grass is probably going to be an inch or, or so taller the next year in that spot where the coop was, right? So if you're doing some kind of spray or you've hired a company to come in and spray, we just recommend that you don't spray in that area. Mm-hmm. If you have a lawn watering system. We ask that you make any adjustments so that the chickens don't get a bath every morning at 4 a.m. Um, yeah. But in general, it's, you know, I will get questions. They say, hey, we've sprayed stuff every year on our grass. We haven't done it yet this year. It's going to be happening. What should I do? And I just say, don't spray that area okay. uh, and follow the directions on the spray because it's going to say, you know, uh, for like cats and dogs, you know, keep animals off or keep kids off. Yeah. You want to follow those same basic directions for your chickens. Okay. Okay. That's good to know that that, uh, yeah, sometimes it does come down to common sense, right? Yes. 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 Um, so this is a busy time for you. So when does, when do you start the program? You know, I guess as spring kind of ramps up, like, is it a March, April? Right. I started delivering as soon as I could in April. 
Okay. I know in the GTA, they are getting ready to, uh, over in Victoria, I think she started delivering in Kamloops. I think they've started delivering, uh, Tennessee has, Georgia has, uh, Connecticut has. So we're all ramping up right now. This April, May timeframe really is when we start to get our chickens out, uh, our hatching program pretty much happens from mid February through, uh, the end of, uh, October. Okay. Uh, that way we still have, um, the, for our Canadians, they usually end it uh, before the Canadian Thanksgiving, uh, for the Americans before the American Thanksgiving. And then we start back up in the spring. Uh, we, we have to be careful because the roosters aren't very active in the winter. So we're really paying attention to like what's happening with the roosters and hens and, and making sure that they're doing their thing. And, um, and, and then, you know, testing some eggs, making sure that they're good. But we start accepting reservations every year in October for next year. Okay. So even though we're just about sold out, you can get on our mailing list. Now we're farmers. I don't have time to spam you. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm not going to send an email every week telling you about our program. You're probably going to get like five or six emails in the year from us, Mm -hmm. but you can sign up with us. We'll send you some email reminders in October when we start taking reservations again. Wonderful. That's great. And your website is very, I must say, definitely everybody check out rentthechicken.com or rentthechicken.ca, like you said, right? Um, It's very, lots of information here. So this is great. So I think uh, that's very good to know. And I just think it's wonderful that you also have that, like not only the support, but also the support to find out if it is something that you can do um, in your neighborhood in uh in your area and um it's a really good reason everybody to be friends with your neighbors <laughs> yes <laughs> right? absolutely absolutely oh, that is a wonderful thing to do um and the hatch program so i think that's wonderful i know i saw on your website about um going into long-term care homes for seniors like and, and the hatch program also uh, runs in canada as well yes and it does when, when we deliver pre-COVID, I would walk in and like talk to the seniors. And the first question I always ask is, who here is a farmer? Mm. Because it doesn't matter how old they are, how long they have not farmed for. If they were a farmer, they're going to raise their hand. Mm-hmm. And Homestead Ray Lee um, in Tennessee, she delivered, and she tells this story much better than I do. She delivered to this care home. And she goes through the spiel, talking about the eggs, talking about everything. And this this lady was just asking all these questions and talking about how she had chickens and and all this great stuff. And when she was leaving, a staff member said, hey, Homestead Ray Lee, hold on a second. And she stopped. She goes, you know that lady you were talking to? Yeah. She has been here for three months. And that's the first time she's spoken. Oh, Wow. I mean, how does that not bring tears to your eye? Like I'm having a hard time right now and it didn't even happen to me. It happened to Ray Lee. She has a hard time even talking about the story because it's just so impactful. So absolutely. Absolutely. I did notice on, I know on your website, you have the educators, um, which I think is great. And I believe my mother-in-law was a kindergarten teacher. So back in the day, I'm pretty sure. And if she's listening, I'm pretty sure she had baby chicks hatched in her, (laughs) in her kindergarten classroom, but I saw a give a chicken program as well. So can you talk a little bit about that? 
Yeah. So our Give the Chicken program is a, a, a way where you can sponsor or you recommend somebody to have chickens. We review them. And depending on where it's located, we'll forward that onto the local homesteader and see if that is something that they want to take on. Uh, but the the basis is the the community identifies uh, an organization or a family that should have chickens. Okay, that's a need kind of thing. That's a need, and then we work with that community to raise the funding to provide those chickens oh, in that hatching program. So okay. if there's a library or or if there's a family that's in need, um, I mean, we all know somebody that could benefit from this, this program. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I, I think of even what you said about, you know, someone with autistic children, like it's, it's, it's a pet, but they're quite smart and they give yes. you food and they, you know, and they need to be, yeah, there, there's a timing right of, of when to feed them and things like that. So I just think it, it has so many, um, repercussion positive I don't know if repercussions the right word but you know I just think of the the waves that you know so much positive in addition to the eggs I mean we're a big egg eating family we have literally Phil we have breakfast for dinner every Friday night and we've (laughs) been doing it since my kids were little they are now 27 and 24 and I know they're still home and they still want breakfast for dinner on my we'll say oh it's been a busy week let's just order in and like then we have to order in breakfast (laughs) (laughs) so so we are definitely an egg family and i'm sure uh i'm i'm i was hoping some listeners who maybe raised chickens uh would have written in um but i just think this program i i just see so much positive with it um that i'm so excited and i'm glad that dar so it was daria a friend of mine who um who had told me about it and uh and i think it's great and you were saying also uh, just a side benefit of farmers so someone who maybe has a lot of chickens on their property and this could be you know a little uh, side hustle for them like a second yeah. income I mean, stream we have farmers that are making in excess of fifty thousand dollars in revenue every year um, from renting out chickens wow. and if you think about our program i deliver in april and may and i pick up in october november right those are the only yeah. times i have to leave my house for the rent the chicken program that's it right now yeah. obviously i still have to care for the chickens i still have to do things like that um, and then our hatching program I leave one day a week to Mm. to deliver our hatches. In fact, at this point, we've grown so big. I I have someone that delivers the hatching for us because I just, we can't, my wife and I can't do it all. Imagine that. Yes, yes, yes. So um, there's definitely opportunity to, um, I know there's a lot of multi-level marketing things out there. Mm -hmm. And I know that there's some people that do really well in those. And I also know that most people don't necessarily make the income goals that they want. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same can be said for any business if you don't really focus on it. But with Rent the Chicken, you know, we lay down the solid foundation. Right. We provide everything you need from marketing materials to press releases to send out to apparel, like what I'm wearing right now, my Rent the Chicken shirt, mm-hmm. to uh, just everything. We even have classes that our affiliates can take their business level classes um, for, you know, marketing, uh, trade booth setup, just all sorts of classes. So we provide all of this foundation. And if you work 
work the program, you're going to make money. And we have people that are doing that. That's wonderful. And you were saying how Zoom has helped with that too, right? So everybody who knows, we record the podcast over Zoom. Yes. And it has made, you know, borders and time, time, you know, time uh, just evaporate, right? Because now we can still get something done. Right. And since I work with people in so many different states and provinces, mm-hmm. we have weekly Zoom meetings, um, well, bi-weekly with, with different farmers. And then, and then all of our education right now is right over Zoom. It, it used to be over like a conference call software and, um, oh gosh, and eh? like I would email a PDF and I'd say, okay, go to page two, right? Oh and now, my gosh, eh? and, and now I'm like sharing my screen and, yes. and I know that people are getting Zoomed out, but when you're doing something in your business that you are passionate about, you're not going to be Zoomed out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's very true. That is very true. So, uh, so yeah, so this has been great. I have thoroughly enjoyed learning about this program. I'm going to investigate Pickering and see. Now, I unfortunately have a backyard with a pool and concrete, so I don't have any grass. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that is uh, that is very interesting. Well, but I do uh, want to know, mm-hmm. um, you talk about these Friday night dinners. Yes. Hey, if you had six eggs, what are you cooking? We do all kinds of things. So we do um, frittatas. Uh, we do French. When we have, believe it or not, we have one kid who doesn't like eggs, but like he'll eat them in French toast, right? Or he'll oh, eat them in, you know, in pancakes, that kind of thing. So he may, last week, last Friday, we did crepes. So oh, we nice. had crepes. Yes. Um, so yeah, we, we get pretty inventive and sometimes it's just poached eggs and, but, sure. uh, and female bacon, you know, with our eggs our Canadian bacon. Um, so yeah, we do uh, pretty good. Um, and, and surprisingly, there are some restaurants that you wouldn't think that you could order um, eggs Benedict as takeout, but they actually do them pretty well. So, awesome. uh, so yeah, so that is good. So we do have a lot of fun and yeah, all my friends know it's crazy that my neighbors <laughs> will say, so what's for breakfast tonight for dinner, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> and they they don't tire of it so it's it's quite funny in fact my, i think on friday night my husband and i have done this where we've gone out for dinner and had something else but the boys stay home and make themselves <laughs> breakfast so i mean i think it's a great thing for a family with at the kids at the time it was a great way to use up leftovers right in the fridge right the leftover yeah. vegetables or leftover meat and make a frittata or an omelet and uh you know you don't feel like cooking really after you've cooked all week and eggs are so easy and so nutritious and so filling so uh so yes yeah, so I, I guess we turned it into an egg commercial <laughs> <laughs> well that's okay that's okay um so yeah so you all your information you have it um i have it in front of me here somewhere yeah rentthechicken.com rentthechicken.ca we're on instagram uh twitter and facebook at rent the chicken uh, you can find us there. You can also find us on YouTube at rent the chicken. Uh, we're pretty easy to find. Even Google search is going to find us pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. No, I found you very quick when she said that, you know, I found you very <laughs> quick. So that is good. And there's a lot of information on the website. So I encourage everybody to, you know, who's interested now you're saying it pretty much sold out, but it depends on, you know, it's worth a call, right? Call sooner yes, than later. If you're interested, you can get on a wait list if we are sold out. Okay. Um, and that wait list, you know, because some people do chicken out actually before the chickens arrive, believe it okay. or not, it's crazy. Um, yeah. But we can, we can put you on that, that wait list. And um, we do get to part of that wait list 
usually sometimes we get more chickens in right so mm, chickens okay. or coops or, or yeah. whatever it may be yeah or if a new farmer joins so there might be someone here who that's right who, that's listening that is raising chickens that might be interested in in joining as well so so that is great yes. so yeah es- i'm happy especially if, if we've got somebody in, in nova scotia new brunswick pei um i would love to talk oh. to uh, somebody up there because that's such a great market i get phone calls all the time and california I don't have a farmer in California and every week it seems like I get somebody that calls from California that wants to rent chickens. Really? That's interesting. So. Okay. So how about Quebec? So we can get some French chickens, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, the chickens. problem is I, I don't speak French and That's I wouldn't okay. understand the chickens. Yes. 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 <laughs> There's a lot of people who speak English there, but that would be great too. So yeah, definitely. We do have some listeners from, uh, from our Eastern uh, provinces. So that is wonderful that uh, if there's anyone there that is raising chickens, um, that definitely reach out, right? Yes. Yes. And, if, and, and, you know, feel free to give, give me a call. Uh, tell me your favorite, your favorite yolk. Okay. Favorite gonna, yolk. It, yep. yep. I don't want to be in a foul mood. Okay. Nope. <laughs> I've got to get these last few egg words in here. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, that is great. Well, thank you so much, Phil. Please tell Jen I said hello. And right, uh, and I'm happy that uh, you were able to come on and tell us all about this. And I, I think it's a really, so many multifaceted endeavor. So I, I just think it's very exciting. It makes me want to move to a place where I can have chickens, but uh, my husband, Absolutely. I don't think so, but anyway, <laughs> um, but yeah, I know this is a, this is a great show and I'm excited to, uh, to uh, that we can get the word out even more about renting rent to the chicken. So uh, thank you very much for joining us. And I will let you know uh, when it's live on the podcast as well. Yes. And I'll uh, share it everywhere. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining us and you take care. All right. Have a good night. Thanks. Thank you. You too. Bye for now. Well, thank you everybody. Bye for listening to us here on Down the Garden Path on Reality Radio 101. We've got, we're excited about finishing our Critter Month on April and we've got some uh, plant months coming up ahead in May and uh, it's going to be all about our gardens for sure once we get going. And uh, I want to thank everybody and we wish Matt, hoping he's feeling better and that he'll be back with us next week. So thank you everybody once again for joining us down the garden path. Thank you for listening to Down the Garden Path with your host Joanne Shaw and Matthew Dressing right here on Reality Radio 101.